Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. I'm Will Mallard. Today I'm delighted to be joined on a deal summary episode with Rod Turner. Rod's been on the show previously. Uh, he's the host of the uh, the Rodcast Property Podcast, one of the best out there, certainly on my playlist. Uh, check him out. He's on LinkedIn. Uh, Rod Turner, you can, you can look him up there. A property entrepreneur with over 500 property transactions under his belt. Um, and uh, one of the best in the business. So, Rod, great to have you on the show again. Thanks, Will. Good to be here. I should just caveat what you said. I'm not sure whether I've had 500 transactions, but I think there's probably over 500 properties being transacted because some of those transactions will have quite a few properties within them. Um, yeah, so. uh, okay, Just, accurate as always. Um, and we, we've got a tasty little deal to talk about. Um, and, and I asked you as the first question uh, before we got on the show, uh, is there a happy ending to the story? And uh, your answer was, you've still got the property, so you're hoping so. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, a, <laughs> it's not, it's certainly not the best deal in the world. Um, but it's uh, it's better than a slap in the face. So, yeah. And there's there's some uh, interesting learnings in it. So, so what are we talking about? Where, where was it? How did you come across it? So this was a property up in Manchester. Um, it got brought to me by an agent, um, and the idea was it was being sold as listen, uh, we've just we, we're getting PD on this or the vendor was getting PD on this. We want to sell it to you. Um, we, we can't build it out. Here's the plans. Here's what we've agreed through the PD scheme. Um, and, and that was it. And it was, uh, it was a commercial to resi kind of project. Um, and it all looked, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't one of these things that's going to set the world on fire, but it looked all right. And thought, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll grab that. Um, and and uh, and uh, what what scale of uh, what was it previously, and uh, what was the initial plan for what you're going to do with it? So it was an old mixed use building where it was a mixture of retail and storage, and the plan was basically through PD to turn it into some um, studio and one bed and two bed flats. Right, F fantastic. And and uh, what what type of building was it um, initially? And and was this all being done within the building envelope uh, under the permitted development? Yeah. So there was, um, I mean, there was a there was a small amount of extending it, um, 
uh, it was it was a pretty the building was pretty shot to pieces. It was an old Victorian building that that needed a bit of love and attention. It was I think four stories or is no five stories because um, it's got a basement level as well. Um, and yeah, it was. Uh, so we thought, okay, happy days. Let's get on and rip it to pieces and build it and and, uh, and and build it back up within pretty much the envelope, small extension at the back. Um, and it was the idea was to have some. There were a couple of very small studios, um, and the idea was to make them quite trendy. And then the others were kind of t your typical kind of bog standard flats um, in a good area that would rent out all day long. So we were pretty happy with it all. Um, we got through, started to start the conveyancing off. It was all going fine. Um, we exchanged and, uh, and a, we were about to complete. And a week before we completed, I went to see it. And part of the, uh, a big dormer had been taken off, off the building. Um, and, uh, there was scaffolding up and I said, so I contacted the vendors. So what's going on here? Things being taken off. And, um, and they said, oh, there was an issue with the neighbor and a leak. And we went up there and we just decided it was, it was better to take the whole thing off. And I said, well, hold on a minute. You've sold me this deal on the premise that we're going to do PD and you can convert this. Now I've lost a load of floor space. So I've either got to put that floor space back and then it transpired that what they'd taken down would have to apply for planning to put it back up. Um, and it was it was just an absolute nightmare. And, um, and, we, and we got into it a little bit and they were kind of saying, no, this is what it is. Um, if you don't want to complete, we're going to see you breach your contract and things like that. So I, I went back and ended up taking legal action against um, the vendor. Um, because it was quite clear in, in, in our communications what was being sold. Um, and it was the deal as a whole. It was the fact that we were only completing once the PD had been brought through and things like that. And, um, and so, annoyingly, that slowed up our start a bit because we had to work out where we were. We obviously, they, they settled with us and, and paid us some money for the cost to then to then do that and um, and we actually decided on not reinstating it because we were concerned about the time frame to do that so it was frustrating because it meant that um, we lost a bit of space but we thought you know what the time that it's going to take to do that it's it's not worthwhile doing so that was our first kind of hurdle to get over, which was fun. So I guess the advice for that is just make sure everything's documented. Make sure you've got an evidence trail. Don't do any phone calls when you're dealing with director vendor staff agreements. Just make sure it's all followed up with an email saying, just to confirm our conversation, we did X, Y, and Z. Um, because that's how we ended up essentially winning that, that kind of small little battle. Um, and um, and so yeah, we got started. We uh, we went. We we had kind of our our, our builder lined up. Um, we were running through our contract with them. It was a new builder that we hadn't. Uh, had we used him? No, we had used him before. Um, and we thought, right, let's set up this uh, this contract. Um, do all the contract administration. So that was all going okay. Um, 
and we got we got started and it got started pretty well um and then it went to went it all went downhill um and the contractor was struggling to get his subbies in the work was poor the quality was poor that, that, this is sounding like someone who wakes up in the morning and, and you're, uh, you spill coffee all over yourself uh, just after you've got dressed to go out the door. <laughs> you, you go back, you, you, you get changed, you go back out the door and you realise you've left your keys inside. And uh, Oh, yeah, it was like a Mr Bean episode. Um, and it's, yeah, and, it's, and, and so we ended up having to then uh, remove the contractor from the job because they weren't performing. So fortunately, again, advice here is make sure your contract is done properly, make sure you put all the right notices out and all that sort of stuff, so important. Um, and, uh, and so we've got a new contractor in. <laughs> this is where it turns into a bit of a comedy of errors, really. Um, got a new contractor. And, and sorry, just so we're clear, um, who's project managing this at this stage? So we had, we had a project manager. And to be fair, the project manager was pretty good. Um, they, they, they were fine. Um, they were doing everything they should have done. Um, and, and were they from a, a, a building background, an architecture background, a quantity surveying background, an engineering? What, what was the They were from a surveying background. Um, and they were, they were perfectly good, did everything they should have done. Um, and it was, it was unfortunate that the, con that, and the, and the contractor... He obviously got let down, and 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 it, and it was fine. It was amicable. Um, and so the new contractor comes in, and we decided to go with this contract because they had a much better track record. Um, for want of a better word, what it seemed to be was a better company, um, quality of company. Um, unfortunately, as time went on we discovered there were some issues. Uh, there were some warning signals and red flags. So we, we started doing some checks uh, and we found that the company um, was, had been registered on, on the company's gazette to be, um, basically it was, it was going into administration, uh, which they hadn't informed us of. Um, obviously this had happened halfway through the construction process of ours. So when we went in, it wasn't, that wasn't occurring and then it was and uh it it, it was clear i mean there were so, so many warning signs which is why we we had a look um i mean think things like people just not turning up to site um seemingly relationship breakdown between the subcontractors and partners of the business subcontractors not getting paid all the usual kind of bits um, but the, but but the key thing was there was just no one turning up to site, and uh, and you're not going to get any work done when there's no one there. So um, yeah, so the nails don't hit themselves then generally. Oh, yeah, and uh, and, <laughs> and and we and so yeah, we we were very very concerned by this because obviously look by this time the site's bloody taken forever. We've had all these kind of issues. And, and so at, at the beginning of this process, before you got into the uh, the initial legal wranglings. What was the, the time frame for from where to go? You, you were going to complete and, and what, what was going to happen? I think the idea was about nine months because we were completing when we already had the uh, PD. We, through that time, we, we thought we were doing pretty well because we'd organised the party wall um, awards and everything during that time as well. Because we were, I mean, we were 
really confident that the video was going to come through. So we were like, right, let's get cracking on all the pre-construction stuff, <coughs> construction drawings, et cetera, et cetera, getting the tenders out, choosing our build, um, all that. So that when we completed, we were ready to rumble. Um, obviously, that didn't happen because of the legal stuff, because we had to then change some of the designs. So that, that added cost. Uh, granted, we got some back in the settlement fee, but obviously, we'd rather it just hadn't happened. Um, and then we had the issue with the other builder that slowed things down, didn't hit milestones, quality wasn't there, so things had to then be redone. Again, caused delays. Uh, then we got the new contractor who ended up going into administration. That caused delays more, well, one, on the fact that they, they were bloody slow and not getting things done. The quality was fine, yeah? It was the fact that they just weren't getting things done on time. And then it was the whole issue of having to serve notices in the correct way to then get them off site or agree by mutual agreement that they then couldn't um, continue on the site. This had to all be done properly. And that takes quite a lot of time in terms of how long you've got to wait to serve a notice on this, that and the other. Um, and so there wasn't much. And it's not a single step is the other thing. Yeah, and, and, and in the end, we actually managed to keep the manpower of uh, that was kind of involved in that company, but get rid of the contract with the company and pay people on a, on a different basis, um, which was a logistical pain in the backside, but it was a, nece a necessity. And um, and just thank God that we we had um, the right kind of contract admin in place, and 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 it was uh, and we hadn't overpaid for things. And when we'd done our kind of monitoring surveys and and drawing down on funds and things like that, where it could have gone really wrong is if we'd overpaid them, and then they would have just not been interested in continuing because why would they? Um, so so that was a that was a positive. Um, and then eventually, look, it, it got it got done. Um, we then, after it got finished, uh, got it tenanted pretty quickly. Um, then in one of the apartments, we noticed that there were some issues with damp. Uh, we looked in, realised that actually one of the walls above the window, no, because um, we had to rebuild a whole kind of wall for... for for one of the buildings and we realized that the um there were no cavity trays had been put in above one window it just kind of gone so we then had to go back to the contractors who had obviously gone into administration speak to the individual explain this and in our contract here in the construction drawings we it specifically states how how it's got to be done so again if we hadn't had the correct drawings we would have been stuffed um, and to make sure that, and they and they came back and fair play to them, they came back and, and sorted it all out and kind of had to take down their, the outer skim, get the tray in. We then were very concerned, so we were kind of, I was going up there to inspect to make sure that this time it had been done properly. And again, that's part of the problem with doing stuff that's not near you is quality control is very difficult because you, it's all well and good getting a project manager, but if you, uh, Sometimes you just need to check things for yourself. Um, and yeah, and so we finally got it done. Don't ask me how long it takes, because to be honest, I, I don't actually remember, but it was a lot longer than it should have. 
Um, fortunately, and, and presumably a, a, a lot more time input um, for, from yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. With I mean, just with the kind of contract stuff, huge, huge amount. Because then we'd have to every time there's a problem, you have to go back to the contract, read through it, look at the drawings, look at what the communications were between parties and things, and it's stuff that. God, it just takes forever, and um, and you can do without it, can't you? And um, and so yeah, we we so we got it all done. Fortunately, during it, we the way it was financed was through um, private finance. Um, so they took a charge on the building. Um, I paid them off before we had finished through kind of funds that came in from another project. So if I hadn't had that project, I probably would have ended up having to go into um, penalties. And uh, that would have been a nightmare because this person's invested with me on various different projects. And so I wouldn't have wanted to tarnish that relationship. So I made sure that whatever happened, he he, he got paid. Um, he, I actually paid, paid him early just to go, do you know what? We're pulling money out of this project. Let's pay him off because this one we're not, is, is it looking a bit iffy. So let's stick our own money in where it looks iffy and and crack on there. Um, but yeah, look, although it's and, and that's one of the uh, one of the things that I think that people don't think about enough is is uh, dealing with someone that's got enough other things going on, uh, but not too much. Uh, has, yeah. It's, it's a balance, isn't it? Because it's, oh, how are they going to care about me if they've got all this other stuff going on? And then there's the other thing of, well, I guess it comes down to what security. I have PGs, so it's about what, how much money I've, I've got and can get my hands on and things like that. So, um, I mean, with any investment, people are, there's always an argument about, right, what's the right security? And again, like I always say, it's subjective, but... I mean, a, a second charge is not that much use without a PG um, because, look, you can lose everything of a second charge and the person can close down that company but still, I don't know, swan off to Monaco and drive his boat, as has happened in various situations. Some um, quite high-profile ones recently. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and, and, and that's been because they had a second charge. I mean... The important thing with second charges is loan to value. You can have a second charge that's arguably safer than the first charge, depending on the loan to value. Um, and, but there was no PG. So although the person did have money, didn't ever pay him back. So, I mean, look. But one of the interesting things through this, Rod, is like um, there's a safe pair of hands um, it doesn't sound like it's mine with all this stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah, but it's the ability to sort out the things that invariably come up along the way. And, and this, this might have been a lot of things in, in one, uh, one project. Like you, you might, might have been scratching your head uh, wondering what, what the hell was going on here, but you managed to find a way through it. Well, do you know what? I don't think it's as much about finding a way through it. I think it's... <laughs> is preparing for the worst from the outset. So a lot of people won't go through the contract contract admin stuff. A lot of them won't do put these right communications in because there's a cost to it all. Um, but as you can see, if we hadn't done that, we would have been absolutely stuffed. Um, we, we, we would have really struggled. We could have been taken to court by the contractors when we had tried to get them off site and we would have lost. I mean, there was all sorts of stuff um, and, and, and lots of contractors are aware of this stuff as well. 
So there's 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 sometimes a game to be played. So as 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 horrible as this sounds, um, you've got to go into these things um, expecting or preparing for the worst. Really, prepare to what happens if we have an argument? We've got to go to court. Well, let's make sure everything is done properly, not just to protect our side, but to protect theirs as well. Um, and I think you need to because especially when you're dealing with things like development, construction. Construction companies work on very small margins. Um, it's more about cash flow than it is about profit sometimes, um, which sounds bizarre, but it but it is. Um, for example, you can, I don't know, you might have a hundred grand job. Uh, and if you say that, I don't know, the first part doing the foundations is worth uh, 30 grand, um, and then you pay for the 30 grand, then what's to stop them doing the, like, buggering off and taking your 30 grand, closing down the company, etc. So it's about how people front load that. Also, that construction company might work on a 3% margin, but they might be borrowing that money or cash flowing it through some other element that's costing them less. And actually, they're getting, all that is profit to them. So mm -hmm. there's all sorts of tricks of the trades that can happen here, um, and which is why you've got to be very, very careful uh, and make sure um, you are set up in, in the correct way so that if things do go wrong, which inevitably they do, um, because when construction companies, and look, construction companies are great, um, and, and sometimes they're good, and everyone hears about how good they are, so starts employing them, then they can't keep the quality up, and then they can't do this, and then they fall behind, and then it all goes ping-pong. So it's, it's, it's hard to scale. I feel sorry for them. It's hard to scale a, 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 a business where you're on tight margins. I mean, just look at Carillion. Um, so, so just be prepared for things to go wrong and what happens in that scenario. It wasn't necessarily because I was good at fixing them. It was just because we were prepared from the outset. And so, it was like, right, this has happened. It's a pain. But we know this This is the process. And that, and that was it. So it wasn't it was nothing, nothing to do with me, really. It was, it was to do with just, just being, being prepared for a shitstorm from the start. <laughs> And, and quite often where the greatest opportunities to create value come where you're changing something. And the changing something usually involves a little bit of, uh, of unknown, where, where there's a, a period of risk, there's a period of, uh, and the, being able to manage your way through that. Uh, and I think, I think it's also about making decisions and just going, look, let's just make a decision and stick with it and crack on. Because otherwise you can think about what ifs and all, what should we do and all this sort of stuff. Sometimes you just go, look, let's make a decision. Here's the plan. Let's crack on with it. Um, rather than worrying about oh, our choice between plan A and plan B. Um, I think I think that's a big one when it goes back to the, the concept of time being a, a big cost. So if you waste too much time, um, it can be more costly, really. So if you're interested in finding out more uh, about Rod and his background, look him up on, on LinkedIn. Uh, the Rodcast, highly recommend it. Um, or pop along to Partners in Property. I, I'm a, a paid-up member of London um, and a, a huge fan of the network. think it's a, um, it's a great place to meet people, get ideas, and, and connect with some of the best in the business like Rod Turner. So... Thanks for having, uh, or at least thanks for being on uh, once again. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Uh, I'm Will Maher. This is My Property World Podcast. Thank you. Cheers, Will. 
to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.